Good day. From the Bridge Runners Chronicles, this is News Flyer for September 26, 2021. I'm Jason Smith, and this podcast takes place on a weekend where we have historical changing of the guard here in Germany as the federal elections take place today and the nation goes to the polls to replace Angela Merkel, who is retiring after 31 years in politics, 16 of which as chancellor. At the same time, the new government is also expected to be formed as a result of the elections. In the world of historic and unique bridges, we have one important story coming out of the German state of North Rhine-Westphalia, which is recovering from apocalyptic flooding in July that destroyed hundreds of bridges in the western and southern thirds of the country. That story and more in this week's podcast, here are the headlines. Key crossing rebuilt and reopened in Hagen. Historic bridge in Iowa to be replaced. One historic bridge in Maine coming down, another one going to federal court. Longest stone arch bridge in the world in, located in Turkey undergoing restoration. Another historic bridge in Scotland to be restored. And lastly, a memorial commemorating the wrongful death of an innocent man unveiled at the historic bridge in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Now the news. Hagen, North Rhine-Westphalia, Germany. Two months after floodwaters devastated the city of 190,000 inhabitants, one of the first key crossings has been rebuilt and is open to traffic. The Priorli Landstrasse 701 bridge was opened to traffic on September 22nd in an iconic ribbon-cutting ceremony. The bridge features two spans of concrete culverts built off-site before being hoisted into place by two cranes. Chancellor Merkel had visited the area where the bridge was being assembled a couple weeks ago. The new bridge is 23 meters wide and 35, uh, 3.5 meters long. It replaces a stone arch span that used to span Epscheid Creek. That structure, built in 1890, was destroyed by raging floodwaters during the weekend of July 14th and 15th, where flooding ravaged the states of North Rhine-Westphalia and Rhineland-Palatinate, destroying homes and businesses and converting an area to what, look, what it looked like after World War II ended in 1945. As many as 180 people lost their lives, and 766 people were injured. The floods destroyed hundreds of bridges as well as hundreds of kilometers of railroad, equivalent to the distance of an overnight rail service line from Stockholm to Vienna via Copenhagen, Flensburg, Hamburg, Berlin, Leipzig, Erfurt, Nuremberg, Passau, and Linz. Damages are estimated to be in billions of euros. The German government put aside 30 billion euros for flood relief to encourage people to rebuild after the disaster. Still, this flood disaster is part of a wide-scale issue involving climate change and catastrophic effects, which we've been seeing throughout the world this year alone. That topic has been number one on the agenda during the election campaign and in TV debates among all political parties except for the far-right party, the AFD. With three candidates for chancellorship, Annalia Baerbock, Armin Laschet, and Olaf Scholz, presenting far different approaches to fighting climate change. The opening of the key bridge in Hagen is an independent of two further bridges that also were open to traffic recently, because they had nothing to do with the flooding. This includes Lenital Viaduct, which was, which, whose replacement span was opened early August, clearing for the way for the 60-year-old bridge to be demolished. Another bridge over the Ruhr River at Motorway 1 is also in the process of being replaced. Cedar Rapids, Iowa Crews are preparing to tear down and replace a one-of-a-kind historic bridge spanning the Cedar River. The Highway 30 bridge spans the Cedar River near the interchange with Highway 151 near Bertram. According to news sources, the current bridge was eligible for nomination to the National Register of Historic Places, according to the Iowa Department of Transportation's website, because it was an early example of a welded eye girder bridge 
and was the first of its type to be built in Iowa. The bridge was built by the Iowa Bridge Company in Des Moines for $532,708, equivalent to today's standards of $835,000. Construction began in November of 1951 and was open to traffic in 1953. The westbound bridge was built in the 1970s, and the historic bridge has been serving eastbound traffic ever since. At the time of this podcast, crews have started constructing crossover lanes to allow for eastbound traffic to use the westbound bridge during construction. Lanes will be reduced to one in each direction during the bridge project. Crews will tear down the bridge beginning in April of next year. The new bridge is expected to be completed by mid-November. The materials from the old bridge will be recycled and used for other projects in the state. Unso Kopru Iderna, Turkey One of the oldest stone arch bridges in the world is undergoing extensive rehabilitation. The Unzokopru Viaduct is a multiple span stone viaduct spanning the Erdina River. The, the bridge was built between 1426 and 1443 by the head architect of the Ottoman Empire, Mushahidin, on the orders of Sultan Murad II. The marble is the only stone bridge connecting Atolia to the Balkans and extends over the Ergrina River. The bridge is 1,398 meters long and 6.8 meters wide. The 578-year-old bridge is undergoing extensive renovations as cracks in the foundations, arches, and wing walls were discovered recently. Preliminary work started a few days ago, and plans are to restore the stone work in detail while removing other elements that were added over the years. It is unknown how long this project will last. The government is vying to have the bridge listed as a UNESCO World Heritage Site in the near future. At present, the bridge was added to the UNESCO's Temporary Tangible Cultural Heritage List in, in 2015. The bridge is located in Unzokopro in the southwestern district of Uderna, located 270 kilometers west of Istanbul. Augusta, Maine Two historic bridges have been in the spotlight recently, but in a bad way. One bridge is scheduled to be torn down and replaced to the dismay of locals and photographers. Another bridge targeted for replacement is being debated on the federal level. Now to the details. Blue Hill. The days of a marsh through arch bridge spanning Tidal Basin in Hancock County are officially numbered. Crews are preparing to replace the Stevens Bridge, a 113-foot-long bridge that carries highways 3 and 175 and was built in 1926. The bridge is one of the key icons of Hancock County and was a beautiful spot for photos. It had been eligible for the National Register of Historic Placing for some time. Crews will tear down the bridge next spring to make way for a new structure. The project is expected to take two years. Prior to demolishing the bridge, a temporary one-lane bridge will be constructed alongside the historic structure to allow for traffic to continue while the structure is being torn down. A pair of plaques and four finials will be salvaged for reuse. Boston, Massachusetts The legal battle to save the Frank Wood Memorial Bridge has gone on to the federal level. On Monday, representatives of the organization to save the three-span through trust bridge stated their arguments in front of the First Circuit Appeals Court in Boston. It's being represented by well-known uh, lawyer Andrea Fester and the president of the organization, Frank Graham. The organization's argument rests on the assertion that replacing the bridge is a violation of federal law. They claim that because the bridge is eligible for historical listing on the National Register of Historic Places, it's protected under the Clause 4F of the 1966 Department of Transportation Act, which states that, that the main Department of Transportation may not approve of any project that requires the use of land for designated historic sites unless there's no feasible and prudent alternative to the use of the site. 
Crucially, although the bridge was found to be eligible for this historic status in 2017, it has not been explicitly deemed historic by the national organization. So far, hearings and amicus briefs have focused on the bridge's historic value, as well as the claim that the main Department of Transportation has, borrowing Graham's phrase, cooked the books. That is to say, intentionally underestimated the cost for replacement and inflated the projected cost of rehabilitation in order to make constructing a new bridge look more economical. Judges have ruled that the assertion three times so far have been uh, rejected, but the case advanced via appeals process from the State District Court to the hearing in the First uh, Circuit Court of Appeals this past Monday. The results of that case will be released in the coming weeks. Should the ruling favor the main Department of Transportation, construction of a new structure could start next fall and expect to be finished by 2025. If not, and the organization wins the case, it will force the main Department of Transportation to reintroduce the plan that would include restoring the trust bridge. We'll keep you posted on the latest in that area. Leaf Scotland. A 150-year-old swing bridge is scheduled for a facelift. The Leaf Swing Bridge features a 36.6-meter shoe-shaped truss span. The bridge is made of riveted iron, wrought iron, timber, and steel, and its swing me mechanism is hydraulic. Built in 1874, the bridge used to serve vehicular traffic until a new bridge was built in the mid-1990s. Since then, pedestrians and cyclists have been using the bridge. As the district has undergone extensive renovations of nearby buildings and apartments, the bridge is on the list of improvements to be made. The work will include repairs and maintenance of the meadowwork, extensive maintenance and repairs to the northern and southern walkways, and new decking for the central carriageway. It will also include replacing the decked turn circle areas. The work will be carried out in stages, and although the costs have not been revealed, it is expected to be in the six digits. The Chronicles will keep you posted on the latest with this bridge project. Lease is the port community located north of Edinburgh. And lastly, a memorial has been unveiled and has to do with the wrongful death of the person who was executed from a well-renowned historic bridge. On March 19, 1906, a black man named Ed Johnson was hung by the neck off the second span of the Walnut Street Bridge, a five-span Camelback, Pennsylvania through trust bridge that spans the Tennessee River in Chattanooga. The bridge was built in 1890 by the Toledo, Ohio-based Smith Bridge Company, with Edwin Thatcher overseeing the construction. Johnson's execution was based on a conviction that happened six days earlier, which he had been found guilty for attacking and raping a white woman. The trial was biased, as it was an all-white jury, and despite attempts to move the trial outside the city, it, it stayed put, and the trial took place at the quickest possible convenience. Despite his innocence, he was not given a fair trial. After the conviction, the mob stormed to prison to take Johnson to the bridge, where he was lynched. Last Sunday, a memorial was unveiled paying tribute to the to Johnson, the person who was wrongly convicted of the crime, located at the entrance of the bridge. Dozens attended to pay tribute. The ceremony came 21 years after the ruling was overturned. The mayor of Chattanooga was also at the event and apologized to the public for the event that shed a dark shadow over the community. You'll find a video of the ceremony in the Chronicles news, news flyer. The story of a tragedy on the bridge will appear next week in the Chronicles for you to read. It also includes the story of a person, another person who was wrongfully hung from the same bridge, but it happened three years after the structure was open to traffic. And that takes us to the end of this podcast. Before leaving, you should check out the Chronicles online for some interesting stories that have been appearing this past week and will appear in, in the next couple of weeks. This includes a school bus that was converted into a pedestrian bridge and can be found in Prestonsburg, Kentucky.
That one you can find in the Friday's edition. There'll be many more to come in this week's edition, so subscribe to, subscribe to Chronicles and you'll get your regular postings and podcasts. Until next week, this is Jason Smith. Thank you for listening, and happy bridge hunting, and happy trails till we meet again. Auf Wiedersehen, mach's gut und tschüss. Take care and bye now.